Yeah. Uh, yeah lah. So we're just gonna grill you throughout the whole session today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah lah. We talk. You know, talk about uh, all the stuff that you've done, uh, your views and thoughts about you know what had what went on before. What I mean, what you think of the stuff that's happening. Yeah. Let's say the better. <laughs> no, 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 no. This, this one, this one, will, this one will be. This one will end up in the the archives. So we will, we will need to have every single thing, every single detail, oh, man. Lot. Oh no! Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hello and welcome to Lion City Rock, the only podcast about Singapore's uh, music scene that you're ever gonna need, right? And and because we give you things that you never knew you needed to know about Singapore's music scene <laughs> until until now, it's all you need. <laughs> That's all. Uh, yeah. My name is Chris, and with me as always is my favorite co-host for this podcast, my only co-host for this podcast, Kevin Matthews. Say hello, Kevin. Aloha. Aloha to you too. So, um, how's your week been for you, man, Kev? Hot. Hot, uh? Yeah. <laughs> right. Every day, yeah, that's, all we, that's all we think about right now, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how hot See hot, uh, See hot, uh, shit. <laughs> hot. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, because in Singapore, we only get two types of weather. Hot or wet, uh. that's all. Nothing <laughs> in between. Yeah. No, are you sure it's not hot and hotter? Hot and hotter, is <laughs> it? <laughs> Yeah, 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 this, yeah, yeah. Why are we like getting? Why is this the normal now? <laughs> so sickening, right? <laughs> this is like the normal now. Like uh, you get, you kind of don't get used to it, but it's like. Uh, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, but you know what? You know what else is hot? The guest that we're gonna talk to today. Yes. Yes. He, I, <laughs> I mean, I I, 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 I guess I, I kind of I kind of first uh, heard about this this our guest. Uh, Way back, I think in 1990 or something. When 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 did the new school rock uh, CD come out? That was the first time I heard. Um, 91, no? 91, right? Yeah. So it's the yeah. first time I heard uh, <laughs> I heard this kind of music um, produced by the band Corporate Toil, and yeah. I was like, wow, like okay. I mean, you know the, you know the, when it comes to like synthesizer music or, or 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 that kind of stuff, the only thing, the only reference that we have are. You know, mostly the the British guys who came out in the 80s and stuff like that, right? Like like your Depeche Mode or yeah, yeah. OMDs and stuff. So I never heard like a Singapore band uh, do something like that before. Yeah, so I was like, okay, it's wow, very interesting, crazy. very interesting. <laughs> and then a couple of years later, I realized that this person is in a rock band. The next thing I knew, he was in the Padres and like you know doing all those cool songs with them. Um, one that I think that Kevin yeah, that was New School Rock too. Yeah, that was, that was just like the next album on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, okay, cool. But uh, yeah, and of course, since then he's gone into so many different things. Uh, you know, from from composing for for um, screen and stuff Film, like that, you know, uh, yeah. doing everything else in between. Uh, it seems mm. like. Uh, um, but yeah. So without further ado, shall we just uh? Put your hands together and give a warm welcome for Mr. Joe Ng. Yay! Yay! We'll throw in the Raptors of course after. We'll do that We'll fix it in post. Yeah, we'll fix... yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Joe. Hello, Joe. Hey, hi, hi. You, Chris, you forgot to mention that actually um, 
uh, when 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 you first we met, right? I think it was uh, I was working at BMG at the time, and I was uh, yeah. helping to promote your fantastic oh, yes. album. It was <laughs> it was June nineteen ninety. Three on is it nineteen ninety two? Yeah, I think ninety two, ninety three. I think ninety. Yeah, yeah. Because Joe, Joe, Joe Ng was like the 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 biggest supporter that we ever had. I mean, he he would be booking us all these shows, at all kinds of places, and and he was always there and always telling everybody, you know, to to get the <laughs> album because like you know, yeah. uh, this was BMG, right? This you were yeah BMG, there, BMG, BMG, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. I was looking at the promotions department. Right, right, right. To, yes. To 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 promote your album. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I was like. Yeah, yeah, and then your, 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 for the first two songs I heard from you guys was, I think it was Postcards and right. yep. other song, Clots Dogs or something. Right, right. Fantastic yes. song. Fantastic song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, man. And if we didn't yeah. say that previously, really seriously, we thank you very much for all the, all the hard work that <laughs> you did in helping <laughs> to push that album out. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was I mean by that time really mm. that was like quite far into your music journey already right Joe I, I, I mean yeah. it started like you know um uh I think eighty five eighty four right me and my friend uh uh my 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 classmate uh uh you we were we were dabbling around uh, in uh, mm. when we were in secondary school with like uh uh Casio tones and all that because we. Mm. Being kids, we didn't have the money, and we had two cassette recorders, and then we plugged the thing through some um, cheap delay uh, box, and we okay. played on the loop, recorded everything on loop, and then that's how it started. And then when Big Old Magazine came about, and mm. we contacted them, and they put us on this compilation CD, and uh, that's how we started. <laughs> yeah, we were kids back then, uh, not knowing what we were doing. And uh, I think still don't really know what. I'm <laughs> so how 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 did the how did the name? Yeah, it was corporate toilet like the first thing? No, 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 no. The the very first thing uh, we 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 wanted to name ourselves because we we were big fans of uh, OMD orchestral maneuvers in the dark. And yeah. OMD's um I think um second album was called Architecture and Morality. And we wanted to call mm. ourselves that. And at that time, Chris Ho was um, uh, producing our album. Oh, okay. no, 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 producing our two songs for this compilation that Big O was putting out. And Chris suggested to us uh, that, hey, look, you know, this is a bit too derivative, like, you know, a bit too um, wearing uh, your influence on the sleeve. So he made us right. think about it. I don't know how the name came about, but I kind of like the sound of it, like Corporate Toy. And, yeah, and what it means, la, what it means, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, the Singaporean, the urban center, the city kind of existence, la. and how the world, <laughs> how the world is so geared towards this um, highway of eventual, <laughs> eventual death, la, you know, it's just going to collapse <laughs> yeah. upon itself. But anyways, anyways, back to. So we arrive on the name. Uh, uh, show it to Chris, and Chris said, "Hey, not bad. Okay, that's how we end up with the name." So you guys start out with, me with using Casio tones and stuff. Like yeah. that. Was that always a thing? That was always a thing. You didn't. You didn't think of like, like, like what Patrick Chung did and do like a guitar band. Oh, oh no, we were we we were because simply because we were very influenced by 
OMD, uh, uh, mm. Blamange, um, uh, Yazoo. So if you look at it, right, all these bands uh, from the UK, they were duos. So we thought, okay, uh, yeah, let's do the duo thing, like you know. So and also <laughs> because um, we weren't trained musicians, uh, so okay. so plonking on the keyboard was something which is uh, slightly easier to do. <laughs> yes. We wanted to achieve. Um, um, we wanted to get there faster. So we thought that this could be a way of getting there, getting it, getting there, putting across our ideas uh, faster and what we have to say in a more uh, 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 compact manner, which represent um, what we were uh, 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 influenced by and what we wanted to achieve. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I guess the other thing that, that, that also struck me was at, um, because I, I believe that you guys were also featured in, in the in article in Straits Times. For you guys, like, how old were you? Dude, still, you were still in your teens. At yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, did yeah, it feel yeah, like yeah. to be featured in such a big, uh, I guess, the you know, Straight Times was like the main mainstream paper that everybody huh. wanted to be in kind of thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, um, on one hand, um, um, it's nice no, to see yourself in the papers, but on the other hand, it's... Hmm, uh, Mixed feelings, la, mixed feelings. La, because okay, okay. It, because uh, when the photographer came down and he said, hey, look, you know, I need to take pictures of you guys. So I said, yeah, yeah, cool, mm. cool, cool, cool. But it has to be by the staircase. And I said, huh? <laughs> so, 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 I, 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 back then, back then, if you, I, I don't know whether you remember, but uh, a lot of band photos, and it's always by the staircase. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the staircase, yeah. but like some... Like, I agree. Staircase, and I wonder why staircase. <laughs> so why why I'm two minds about it? Because one, it's exciting to be to be naturally exciting to be when you're a kid, you're a teenager, to mm. see yourself in the papers, blah blah blah, uh, because it uh, it feeds into the the, the 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 ego side. And then on the other hand, yeah. on the other hand, you you also uh, you wish that the music would also be be represented in in that in the frame of mind yeah. but um mm. it is often <laughs> framed in another another state of mind uh, yeah. which um, does not really yeah. um mirror the music yeah. uh, uh, position yeah. so by mm. by putting us in the staircase like in, into a very pigeonhole kind of like perspective of what Alternative music is supposed to be oh, it has to be by a DJ staircase, yeah. you know? <laughs> and yeah. you have to hold your guitar because you're a rock band. You must hold your guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a rock yeah. band, you must have a bandana or some yeah, yeah, yeah. like something which is always yeah. pigeonholed in that. Yes, it's it's a categorization which is always metered by the state, um, state media, yeah. and um, yeah. So 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 it's all, it's just a. Conflicting my feeling that I had, yeah. you know. One hand excited, the other hand is like, hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 the culture shock. Uh, once we as artists, right, we mm. come face to face with the media, especially of that time. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, quite yeah, a yeah. shock, you know, because the yeah. things, the way they think and the things they ask from you, right? Then you're yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know, it, it was so weird that they 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 actually already have a certain mindset yeah. of how they want to position yeah. you to, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. public, right? Yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not even like, like they didn't even, I think the article didn't even dissect into like what the song, what the music was like. More like, oh, yeah, this guy yeah, is presentable, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, they look like yeah, this, yeah, yeah, they yeah. sound like, yeah. a, you know, and then that's it. Lah. The reference will mm. be always yeah. references to yeah. other bands. 
and then the, the you know yeah, what I mean there's no actual yeah, thing yeah. Oh, do we like this track or, or whatever it is yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. genesis of this track and all yeah, that, yeah. Not, nothing about the, the music at all per se you don't find mm. anything about yeah. the band or, or, or the music part of the band per se you yeah, know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. it's kind yeah, of it's, it's, it's like it's, it's, it's like a couple of years ago like uh, uh, I was just going to the National Library and, and, and coming through the microfilm Mm, yeah, the micro- microfilm. Yeah. Is it microfilm? Yeah, looking yeah. through microfilm, just looking at sixties um, um, bands, seventies uh, the bands, just going through, trying to look for um, write-ups on the Thunderbirds, um, right, Army right. and the Boys, and there's hardly any. Uh, the, this, the 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 articles on the bands were very surface and mm. very like okay, this is this band is made out of this bunch. of Fellas and this yeah. bunch of fellas uh, came from this school, and they are <laughs> seventeen yeah. years old, and they 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 have nice haircut, uh, uh, etc. And, and 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 they play the they have the Fender guitar, yeah, uh, Les Paul guitar. Uh, huh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, and 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 there's not a lot of imp- like you know. Um, more cerebral kind of like thinking, mm, yes. more cerebral kind of writing um, as, that existed during the period of time. So you come away, so I came away from that research, uh, you know, looking through all those microfilms, like not knowing much more except that um, statistics, like um, only for statistics, like how many are that yeah. the, they charted at this position on this week of uh, in 60, 69, 68, yeah. they charted here. Like, that's about it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Not much information other than that. Yeah, yeah. man. Which yeah. is, I came away quite, quite like, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so get inspired so, by statistics, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. So that's why Bigo really stood out, la, because Correct. Then, compared Correct. to that, Bigo was like, like, that's true, that's yeah. true. I mean you guys I yeah. mean Corporate Tall is featured quite heavily in Big and of course in the in that yeah. first uh, new school rock C D. Yeah. Um, yeah. how do you how do you guys I mean I was my my seriously out that whole uh that, that whole C D my, my two favorite songs were were Oddfellows, a song about Caroline and your uh, King Eric song. I would play King ah. Eric like constantly. Really? Uh, yeah, seriously, <laughs> it was just these two. I will just go back to all the time. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> what was that? Was that? Uh, I mean, maybe could you talk a bit about those two tracks on 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 New School Rock One? Like, how did they come about? Oh, man, I cannot remember. I think King Eric is uh, <laughs> like 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 like. I, if I remember correctly, it's uh it's a it's a take it's a it's it's a nod towards uh, Eric Mu, the singer oh, okay. uh who Wu Qixian, I think. Yeah. At that time, I think. Um, I was really, really, really uh, uh, inspired and and, and 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 moved by the Chinese singer scene mm-hmm. in yeah. the in the mid eighties, I think. Um, yeah. yep. And I was listening to that, that song a lot, you know, uh, that, that that iconic song "Sing Kong Xia" under the stars. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Eric, and then after that, um, a couple of years later, one two years later, all these guys from the Sing L scene started to branch out to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And I was very excited about uh, how they were progressing. And uh, yeah, and uh, and I think the song was about. It's not particularly about 
him, but it mm. is based on the idea that um, something like that. I cannot explain. <laughs> I can't remember. I cannot remember how 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 that came about. The the the, the lyrics. Yeah, right. I don't even remember the song. <laughs> I have to go back and have listen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's. I think it's quite minimalist. I think. I feel around my. And, and there was a video, right? How, was... how Eric did a video. <laughs> oh, Eric, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah the other yeah, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Then there were people saying, say, it's the song about Eric Cooks. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can be quite confusing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's more about Eric. It's about Eric. Eric Moo, yeah. yeah. Eric yeah, Moo, yeah. not Eric Koo. All right, you heard it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like I said, very quickly, you, uh, corporate or you rather transition from corporate toil to padres. padres How, yeah. What was what was what was that like? <laughs> I mean, like what space of a year, right? After I heard the thing oh. of that, let's go check out corporate toil, and then next thing I know, I'm I'm seeing Joe Ng standing in front of a rock band singing like I, I and I still remember this. This was the gig at at Marina. You know the old place by Marie. Was it Marina South or something? There's yeah, 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 uh, 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 self-release, uh, eighty-seven or eighty-eight. I cannot, I cannot remember. I was like, and then Bob, me and my my best mate, uh, mm. uh, uh, we were in the army, you know, and uh, doing NS and all that. And then um, uh, we met um, less frequently, and we collaborated less frequently, as because we we're just busy with life and. Mm. And NS and uh, but I was still writing stuff on my own, and I was like developing songs, um, um, ideas of songs that were more guitar oriented, more um, conventional rock, um, right. bass oriented. So, so uh, 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 I and the song I I, I think one one of the songs that I, the first song was a radio station, um, and mm. it started off as a corporate song, electron electronic kind mm. of like <laughs> interesting view. <laughs> And 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 then I thought, eh, hey, I think it sounded better with as a guitar, guitar. with guitar, <laughs> with guitar. And, and 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 at that time, I was hanging out with um, a lot at at uh, at uh, the gigs of uh, no, the jam sessions of uh, the No Names of the Nizam, Vincent, Vincent's uh, band, 
and uh, uh, hang out with them. And uh, we became friends and uh, also be, uh, had a, a quite a, 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 a long friendship with uh, Patrick by then, uh, Patrick Chung, mm. our fellows by then. So yep. one day in 89, we just, I just asked, hey, if, hey guys, um, um, you mind if I, if, if I got a couple of songs, you guys can, uh, we, we can come together and like just jam uh, these songs. Uh, and then they say, okay, cool, you know, and we got together. There was Vincent, there was Abdul Nizam, there was Patrick and me. And then we just jammed a couple of like uh, uh, Velvet Underground songs and uh, there was a radio station and I think one or two other original songs that I had. Radio station, forgot to Then came the gig in 1990, um, then Marina Amphitheater, then we, we played the song. Uh, and uh, we played those songs. And I remember when the when the uh, uh, MC went up and he announced, oh, okay, MC. this afternoon, this, yeah, MC, yeah. This <laughs> evening, uh, we have a couple of bands coming up, uh, blah, 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 and Joe Ng and Friends. I said, no. What a terrible name for 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 band, uh, you know, Jordan and friends. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, at that time, at that time, there were. A, I mean, it's 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 a very common uh, band name to have back then. It's always like um, uh, uh, Tony Terry Spencer, oh, blah right. blah blah. You know, yeah. But I I I always felt that a band name could be bought. So I think more uh, uh, visceral kind of like feeling when you look at it, look at the the. the uh, that's plonked into your, your mind's eyes. And then we thought, okay, let's look for something that's more imaginative. La. So I was just looking around the bar at that point because we are coming up next, you know. I was looking around the bar. There was like, okay, looking for inspiration for names. <laughs> then I was like, okay, then around, I was the like okay. around the bar, I said, <laughs> there was like happy hour. Oh, good Lord. I'm, really, I'm not going to call myself happy hour. Uh, 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 buy one, get one free. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then I chanced upon, then I look at um, uh, Abdul Nizam. He was wearing a, 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 a San Diego Padres uh, jersey t-shirt. And I didn't know what uh, that jersey was. I, I just knew that it was sports uh, uh, t-shirt with a sports team on, on it. So I thought, okay, what's that, Padres? Okay, sounds great. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it sounds intriguing. Uh. So I went out on the stage and said, oh, we are the Padres. We're not Jordan and friends. No, yeah, that's how the name Padres came about. It was so many, many months ago because it was pre-internet days. You cannot just yeah. go online and get instant answers. <laughs> so it's only many months later that I realized, oh, Padres, oh, it's a baseball team. I think it's a baseball team. Is it baseball team? Right, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but something <laughs> like that, something like that. So the name stuck. I thought the name is quite nice, like, you know. Yeah. So just stuck. Like, yeah.
at that point you were you were already working as a, a record executive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, then I started to join uh BMG uh, for for three years. Uh, uh, look after the promotion of the AWOS album. <laughs> uh, Nirvana. Album, uh, oh yeah, Nirvana. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, the... Nirvana came to Singapore. Sonic <laughs> you look after them. Uh, and also uh. Uh, help out and I was working as uh, 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 in the promotions department and work together with uh, concert op- uh, uh, organizers who bring right. in uh, artists like Kenny G right. and help out in, <laughs> in, 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 the, in, in, in the in the press in the press conferences you know right. joint, joint kind of like activity with all these promoters uh, and, right. and, and, and people and, and later on I went to Rock Records in I think 94, 93, around that 94 until right. somewhere towards 98 or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So I was doing all this. Uh, and then there were artists that come in, um, mainstream artists, also like, you know, like people like Richard Clayderman, you know, help organize the press conferences, the media events and all that. And, right. and, 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 and can I just chime in and just say that there's something to be learned about, about working with mainstream artists. So mm-hmm. artists that's like, you know, that doesn't, it's not, whose music isn't my cup of tea. Right. And the big thing I, I take away from, uh, from, from hanging out with uh, uh, chaps like, that, like mm-hmm. them, whose music is not, not really my cup of tea, but is that, hey, they're really nice people. Mm. <laughs> okay. So the genre is just one thing, but I think I believe very strongly that uh, in those, um, my, my young adult years, you know, learning that I think the character of the person is more important. Uh, yeah. Like, for example, like, um, Richard Clayman, like, he's such a, such a great chap, you know. Uh, when I spoke to him, he was very gentle, he was very mild-mannered, he was very polite, and, and he wasn't doing it because I'm just a record company person. You know, there was no media, there was no members of the public, yet he right. was very polite, he was very, so it was, there's a really genuine aspect uh, about him. And as right. genuine as somebody who's like uh, uh, Kurt Cobain, uh, as genuine as somebody who's like Dave Grohl, uh, right. as genuine as uh, Steve, uh, Steve Shelley. Right. Um, so were they assholes then? Oh, I knew <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> yes, of course there were. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what makes the world go around, uh, you know. Um, there are, there, 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 there were, there were, there were, but I'm not going to tell you uh, because uh, <laughs> it's not nice. No names. La. Yeah, no names. Uh, no names uh. Yeah, yeah. It's not nice. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you next time uh, in private. Uh, but yeah. then, uh, you can tell uh, me if it's just... my band. Uh, it's okay, you know. You can tell me. No, no, no. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, I understand. <laughs> but you know, like, Caroline, uh, Caroline's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was actually going to ask you because what, what, you know, working on that side of the, the music fence, so to speak, right? Because on one hand, you're like the artist producing all the music and on the other hand, you're the promo guy having to promote all, all the music and stuff like that. But the thing is, you were working with BMG, um, which had odd fellows in its roster as well. To mm. me, it seems like it was a very burgeoning scene and, and everybody is just ripe for the picking kind of mm. thing, right? Mm. But I mean... Mm. At, at, on the other side of the fence, as a as a promo executive or as a record executive, what was that like? I mean, like you know, what did you see? Did you see the scene as, as something like that, or 
or was it more a case of because like like a year later or mm. even the same year, I think the Pony Canyon comes in and starts putting out, you know, your kick, Fantastic. your art fuzzle, mm. everybody starts mm. signing up mm. with them. So what what yeah. was mm. that like for for you for you guys as a you know, on the record business side of it? Mm. Well, you you mean for myself? Yeah, for yourself, lah. I mean, what, yeah. what do you so, feel about? At first, uh, I struggle with, uh, uh, especially my year one, mm-hmm. uh, when I first joined uh, BMG, I struggle with it. Like, it's like, okay, no, because I have my opinions uh, mm. as, an, as an artist, mm. and how do I reconcile that opinion, that state of mind, the state of being about uh, uh, being an artist versus being a, a, a record company executive who has to do certain meet certain uh, prerequisites of what uh, the medium needed to have. So, but I managed to come to terms with it by drawing a line. And that line was this. um, One is entertainment. The other one is art. Once a while, you have a Venn diagram. And the Venn diagram, you you basically have crossed. You You have the shape. Yeah. And sometimes the band have can do art. And the art can do entertainment. So once I was able to discern that one is art, the other one is entertainment, ooh, I could live life a lot more. <laughs> a lot better. A lot, right. a lot better. Because I could wear the hats. By wearing the different hats, changing with different hats, right? Um I was able to to position myself, okay, in a in in a manner which uh, not drive that would not drive me crazy, would not make me think that I am ugh, losing integrity, I'm losing my credibility, right. I'm losing sleep because I am selling away what I hold dearly. Mm-hmm. So let's say for example, um, I had to go and do the Kennedy uh, promo. Right. <laughs> uh, or when I, 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 I go out to the media carrying records of Dr. Alban, um, <laughs> carrying the records of um, Kenny G and uh, uh, the latest the latest Bobby Brown album. Yeah. And I have mm. to go to the record co- to radio stations and knock on the doors of radio stations and say, Hey look, no, we have this latest album by Kenny G and the tracks are fantastic night, but it's such a great <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I really have to believe in it. Yes, because exactly. I have to. Yeah, I have to believe in it because it is a job. Yeah. Yes. And the prerequisite of a job is that I have to to push yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and and wearing that different hats, right? And knowing that uh, there is that line, I could live mm. with it. If not, right, I will just yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> kill myself. You know. <laughs> It makes life easier. It, right, it definitely okay. does make life easier. But at the end of the day, right? It at, at the end of the day, after a couple of years working in the music industry, right? Mm, I must say that it does slowly peel away uh, a certain degree of a big degree of uh, what I, what I, I I I really believe in, and 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 that uh, music has a. Uh, 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 as an art form, music as uh, something which is which is very 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 precious mm. to me, mm-hmm. and, and 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 even cautious lah. And it does peel away. And uh, by the end of my record company career, 
career after like you know uh, many years uh, in two record companies, I told myself I think I cannot carry on right. because uh, it is not me. It is not me. I can only do this. This is the end of the road, uh. right, So right. so 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 then I started to think about you no, know, what what should I what should I do? What should I do? And then that's when I I I started to 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 think for hey, let's let's do. Yeah, you know, soundtrack mm. music. Let's do mm. audio posts. Let's do all the kind of stuff. Then came the late nineteen nineties, the early nineties. Then I started to reinvent mm. myself in a in a way la. And I mm. and I started to go into film music, uh, audio posts, and uh, um, started doing all that. And then I branched out and has been doing yeah. that since. The river subsides. Show traces of life. Resembling something seldom found Until you came around No, it's okay. But, be, but before we go yeah, there, yeah, though, yeah. I have to drag you back yeah. to movies. Yeah. Right? 94, 95, mm. Carcass. Yeah. Carcass. Your, your career <laughs> as, a, man. as a screen oh, star. Talk about that. <laughs> have to talk about that. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I think you're the only one <laughs> la, who, who, who was prominent in the music scene already and then all of a sudden had a starring role in a feature film. And that one as well. So how did that, how did that come about? Uh, okay, uh, I mean, uh, 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 I got to know Eric cool uh, through a big old magazine he was con- he was a mm. contributor right uh, uh drawing comics and talking uh and, and illustration for bo and then got to know each other then we became uh, drinking buddies and we always hang out with newton together with uh you know, people in the scene uh mm. the music scene with uh, uh francis opposition party yeah. patrick you know and all the, the jokers uh, you know the yeah. rest of Jock Shua, robin Chua from Milk magazine Right, Not right. fanzine and um, other people in the bands and all that. And people from Artist Village. So so we hang out and then one day, you know, he said, hey, hey look, you know, uh, he's doing a short film, you know, called Huckers. You know, I said, okay, let's uh, let's do this, uh, Joe. Uh, you uh, you wanna act this? Okay, yeah, let's do it about cut about about cutting Huckers is about a butcher's um, a butcher and his two sons. Uh. Yeah, then then we did the film. Then I can't remember the dates, but oh, a short while later he did paint yeah. the short film, which has uh, our good friend Nazil yeah. in it in a starring role. No, no, no. Hey, you were the one being like cut up and murdered. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, I helped uh, him out on, on, on set uh, with the light. Yeah, we, some stuff carry, some stuff likes and all that. And then, uh, then he won, uh, I think, the prize uh, at the Singapore Film yeah. Festival. And uh, with that prize, right, he went on to uh, work on a script uh, of Deport Man based on a story by uh, yeah. Damien Sin. Uh, one last cold case, yeah. I think. Then he asked me. Then, uh, then they asked me, "Hey, you want to act? Uh, let's let's rock it out. Man. <laughs> uh, let's do it, lah." Because um, it was it, it was um, working together with Brian Hall, mm. Wing Ho, uh, all friends of ours, um, and uh, it it almost felt like a couple of like Boy Scouts, eight year old, <laughs> nine year old Boy Scouts, uh, uh, climbing uh, Pukiti Mahio lah for the first time. Like, hey, let's climb Pukiti Mahio. Nine years right. old, you know, don't know anything. Just climb it, you know. Uh, let's yeah. go through the h- hardest path. You know. So we did it, you know. And then after that, um, 
Ya, ya. Ada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But any 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 specific? I mean, I know it's a long time ago, but any specific memories about the shoot itself? Uh, <laughs> wow, very strong. <laughs> yeah, I would um, imagine so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very strong because uh, minimal crew. Most days, uh, it's just Brian Hong, mm-hmm. me, Eric, Wing Ho. Most of the eighteen days or sixteen days of mm-hmm. shoot, right? There was just the four of us. I was a driver. Uh, I was also uh, buying food, drinks. Uh, I was helping out um, the props and all that. And uh, Wing Ho was um, camera. Was doing all the stuff. Uh, Brian was assisting. In, he was doing everything. Every line producing. He was wow. uh, helping with the lights. He was doing uh, uh, camera assist. Even he was doing uh, uh, catering. He was. Uh, driver so and 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 everybody just double up mm. on a yep, lot of yep, things. Yep. Uh, um, and it was really 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 a work of passion. Uh, uh, and it's really it really 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 felt like a bunch of nine year old <laughs> nine year olds uh, coming up pretty nine year you know. So was it easy for you to get into that kind of because you, like you said you you never it's not your it's not your thing you know you're not an actor yeah. kind of thing do you have to get any specific direction or, or whatever yeah, yeah 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 a lot of it was uh, you know um i i, I think every individual all of us you know uh, you kevin me you know everybody has that dark side and the dark side always is all of us go have at one time or the other all went to certain degree of trauma yep. and certain degree of like bad memories from school days when you were a kid you know uh, you witness you know, uh, 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 um, things which are unpleasant yep. and you go through periods of of uh, episodes of uh, of uh, short or long episodes of uh, of really bad things happening in your life and when we are shooting NPM, uh, reading the script, I draw upon those old memories, mm. um, right, and uh, and uh, brought them up to the fore, and and utilize them into the context of the script and um, the lines that I have to to, to, to say in the film, which is which isn't yeah. a lot. It's a, it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a lot of like I try like, I try like, I mean, basically, I'm not an actor, but I'm I'm. Basically, just using old memories and trying to use old memory to conjure up certain kind of like uh, performances. Uh. Can you can you actually make me pop? <laughs> <laughs> or or has that <laughs> has that film put you off that dish totally? Don't want to eat. No no no, 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 no. I just had me pop. I just had me pop this morning. No, okay, okay. No, 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 I knew it. That was the one thing that everybody was asking you about last time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you were involved in Eating Air, right? Yeah, yeah. As a producer and uh, composer, mm. uh, uh, the film uh, music supervisor, uh, music comp- uh, uh, producer and uh, music composer for it. Uh, so, yeah. would you say that working on Eating Air kind of helped you to think about, oh, maybe this is this is a good way to transition, you know, in a sense? Because when was when was Eating Air? 
late 90s, right? Uh, yeah, 98. Uh, um, I think it was December 98. Or was it in December 99? I cannot remember. I think December 98. Mm. Uh, I got a call from Jasmine. Uh, Jasmine, who is the uh, uh, the co-director yep, yep, yep. with uh, Kevin, co-writer, director with Kevin on uh, thing. Mm. Got a call from her. I, 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 we all we all know her from uh, Big O Magazine. Same yep. thing. Got a call. Say, hey, Joe, we are doing a film. Uh, then I was uh, uh, met up with Kevin, and Kevin did the the presentation to me in uh, of the film in ten minutes. Uh, he did this like. Flying <laughs> gluten, you know? and then he did that that that, that show and dance, uh. and I was blown away, lah, because the story was very exciting, uh, a lot of local flavor. I know the sensibilities of uh, um, Jasmine very well, and uh, I knew that uh, this would be something uh, uh, really worthwhile doing. And uh, we talk about different bands, we talk about different kind of like mu- music that will work. And uh, yeah, then after that, uh, I went for a, sh- a short holiday uh, for a couple of weeks. Then after that, I came back and I started working on it. Uh, and, and and you're right, uh, uh, Kevin, that uh, it got me like um, working on a film, the musical landscape of the entire film. I hate to, from looking for the band, the right band to be on it, uh, like Bok Fox, uh, Johnny Ong's uh, Freeman, looking for uh, Sam. Sam Seen uh, and his band Mushroom, um, Nigel Woodford, and working with them and going through the material they have and that they have and uh, suggesting different kind of arrangement and working together with them and uh, recording them and uh, going down to the jam session and suggesting, okay, perhaps you know you might want to consider doing this like that, maybe like that, because at the cut. Uh, I think this would be very useful. That would be very useful. Right. Can you do another version of this? Blah, blah, blah. Producing them uh, in, in a manner that will fit the band. I mean, fit the, the mm. film. But yet, at the same mm. time, it's something which the band are proud of. And it's not trying to, to look, hey, look, you know, take um, force it onto the band, onto the artist, right. that you should do it this way. But, but something which the band will think, oh, yeah, yeah, this is something I can, I can live with. This is something which I will be very proud of, you know. And that whole process took um, wow, nearly a year, man. I think it was nine months. Wow. Yeah, nine months. Uh, but it's not, it's not every day in nine months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Always at the back of the head. You know, there are periods of time when there were other things to do and all that. But it's always at the back, I can always at the back of the head, back, uh, uh, in the back burner where sometimes don't think about it and I uh, could call the bands and we can discuss and see how, where to take this song to and all that. <laughs> yeah, then working with Jason Tan, Jason Tan for, of uh, Convent yeah. Garden, working on, on it as a whole. Yeah, so that it comes together as a coherent uh, whole that, uh, that reflects uh, the nature of the film. Hey, producer Chris here. And that's where we're going to leave it for now in this conversation with Joe. Um, tune in next week when we get to part two where Joe talks more about his contributions to the world of film as a music a composer and a person basically in charge of all the music that you hear in some of the coolest movies on screen in the past few years. So that'll be in part two next time round. 
Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and share this with your friends, especially if you know they like this kind of stuff. And uh, please give us a thumbs up wherever you can. Uh, it'll definitely help us a lot to know that you guys out there supporting this podcast. Uh, until the next time then, we'll just sign off here and say, keep the Lion City rocking. Bye.